Hey, thanks for checking out my blog, Greet Your Guilt and Break Up With Sugar. I hope you'll check out my other blogs, Step 1 and Step 2, on being lonely and feeling your fear. For this blog, I have two goals. One, give you and myself some encouragement to break up with sugar for good. And two, help you understand the feeling of guilt and how to see it as a gift like Dr. Chip Dodd would want you to do. So here it goes. Hi, my name is Rihanna Peterson and I am a sugar addict. For a little over a year now, I have been trying really hard to cut sugar out of my life for various health reasons. I talk about this a bit more in these other two blogs, my silver lining of having gestational diabetes and mental health is rooted in the heart, not the mind. Everything my grandma has always told me has finally started to sink in and I've started learning a lot about the science of why sugar is so bad for us. Even so, it's been a never-ending battle of keeping it out of my life. This past weekend, we went to be with family in Sydney, a two-hour drive. I went into the weekend prepared to indulge in more sugar than I usually do. That was my first mistake. I easily got into the mindset of how it was like a vacation, we'd be with family having fun, and all that good stuff. I let myself think that I deserved a little bit of yummy stuff I don't usually eat. I enjoyed my fair share of some baked goods, raspberry cream cheese frosty with graham crackers, tapioca pudding, and flour tortillas. A lot of sugar. And everything I had tasted great for a split second each bite, which if I added all those seconds together, I would say it tasted good for maybe a minute or two total, and I could be stretching it. The whole weekend, I was really frustrated with myself. I know how bad sugar is for me, yet I was unable to say no. I was disappointed at how I was letting my boredom take over my self-control and how I let my fingers grab whatever they wanted. I felt guilty when each bite I took with each bite I took, but kept ignoring it throughout the weekend, and now I feel all of that guilt ten times more. Anyways, all week I've wanted to post something on Instagram, but the only thing on my heart has been this meme that I've been waiting to use. Sugar is like a really awful friend. It treats you great at first, but every time you turn around, they have five knives ready to stab you in the back. And then I was going to talk more in the caption and in my stories about how awful sugar is for us, like how it weakens our immune system and causes inflammation. You know, all that stuff that we've already known, but yet so easily forget or ignore. I was going to compare our relationships with sugar to those with toxic people in our lives and how we're always encouraging each other to stay away from those toxic relationships and that we should be doing the same with sugar. And how boundaries are imperative when dealing with sugar and that it is time to break up with sugar. I was going to share my own proof and how my face is breaking out again and also explain how on Friday and Saturday my sister-in-law was contagious for influenza A, which we didn't know at the time, and how those were the two days Riley and I indulged in sugar the most. And since sugar decreases our immune system from working for up to five hours, I do not think it is any coincidence that we are now all suffering from the same symptoms. Of course, though, I realize that there is no way to know if we would have still gotten sick even if we ate the perfect perfect the whole weekend but I absolutely know for a fact that the time that the amount of sugar we consumed those days had a direct impact on our body's abilities to fight off those germs most importantly I was going to try and remind myself and others that we never should think about how we deserve to indulge in some sugar treats now and again but rather we all deserve to not fall to temptation and put the toxic crap into our bodies but Ultimately, I didn't post it yet anyways, because I realized a few things, a few things. First, I didn't feel like I had the appropriate resources prepared to share the facts about how sugar bad, how bad sugar is for us, and I think people have to learn that on their own for it to really make an impact. Second, going into that topic after such an indulging weekend for all of us was bound to create a lot of guilt for people. 
And I didn't think an Instagram post was the best way to explain the feeling of guilt. Hence why you're now listening to this blog. What I've realized about my sugar intake over the weekend is that my feelings of guilt have lasted much longer than the sensations of enjoyment I got from each bite, and they've been much more intense feelings. As of today, I still feel guilty for putting something in my body that I knew does absolutely nothing good for it. I feel guilty for putting food in my body that suppressed my immune system when I and my baby needed it most. Fortunately, I know better than to let those feelings of guilt turn into toxic shame and make me continue to feel awful about myself. Rather, I know that if I can greet it right, then the guilt I'm feeling will actually become a gift. Let me explain. As always, I highly encourage you to check out the book, The Voice of the Heart, A Call to Full Living by Dr. Chip Dodd to really get the full scoop on the feeling of guilt, especially in regards to relationships with others and God. It's also helpful to understand shame in order to grasp the guilt. But for the sake of time, I'm going to try and summarize what I've learned in the chapter on guilt via the example of my sugar-filled weekend. The keys to greeting guilt are two. First, set aside the desire to be justified. One way to ignore or avoid guilt is to live in your justifications. Like I said previously, I already tried justifying every bite of sugar I took by trying to think I deserved it. Or I told myself, it's fine, it's just a little bit, it's not like you do this often, it would be rude not to eat it. All of those thoughts have been true, but regardless, they were just excuses I let myself believe so that I could make poor choices without feeling bad, which clearly didn't work. Thing number two is to refuse to hide and blame. Another way to avoid guilt is by blaming. Similar to being justified, I could ignore these feelings of guilt by thinking something like, well, if Riley wouldn't have had any, then neither would I have. Neither would I have. They would have thought I was a snob if I didn't have any. It's not my fault they were just sitting out tempting me. There wasn't anything else to eat. All of those thoughts were an attempt for me to deny that I alone am responsible for what I let into my body. Step three is to seek forgiveness. Typically, the feeling of guilt requires seeking forgiveness from the other person you've hurt. In my case right now, I really need to ask God to forgive me for ignoring his spirit that was trying to tell me to avoid the sugar anyways, but I didn't listen. I also would like to apologize to Kobe and Riley for setting a poor example, and to myself for letting myself down. Step four, final step, is to commit to doing better. This is when guilt becomes a gift. A relationship can become healthier and more intimate when forgiveness is sought and given. I'm not going to get into when forgiveness is not given, even though that happens. In my case, I feel honestly closer to myself having typed this all out and being honest with myself. I truly feel like I will be able to avoid sugar with more passion and purpose the next time around after having accepted these feelings of guilt. Okay, so this might seem dramatic to some and like I'm making way too big of a deal about eating sugar over the weekend. If that's you, I encourage you to do research on how toxic sugar is for you and then come back to this and try to admit if you're avoiding guilt by either blaming or justifying your behavior. But this is something really important to me as I'm trying to live a full and healthy life. Still, I could replace the behavior of eating too much sugar with something else, such as spending too much time on my phone when my family has asked me not to, or not spending enough time in God's word when I know I should. Or a singular event of guilt, such as a time when I willfully treated someone awful. I encourage you to consider any behavior of yours that you might be harboring some guilt towards. It would be easy to avoid the guilt by justifying or blaming, and it will be challenging to seek forgiveness. Nevertheless, the gift of guilt cannot be completely received without it, and trust me, it's a gift worth doing the work for. 
It is difficult and non-comprehensive to talk about guilt without talking about toxic shame, but that is a blog all in itself. So make sure to subscribe to my blog so you don't miss it. Also, I would love to hear from you about your relationship with sugar. Are you ready to break up with it? Or are you trying to, but it keeps pulling you back in? Maybe we can help each other move on from it and commit to never returning. Seriously, sugar and me go way back. It's a never-ending battle. Again, my name is Rihanna Peterson, and I am a sugar addict trying to do better, and I could use all the encouragement I can get.